Welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. This week, with Halloween around the corner, we've decided we're going to Halloweenify or spookify some beloved children's movies. Damien, were you ever a child? No. I was born a miserable old bastard. Right. Have you ever caught any children in your beard? Oh, I imagine God. most <laughs> most people <laughs> most people listening to this won't know what you look like. Uh, describe your appearance. Well, beard, eight foot all around. <laughs> like you know, eight, eighty inch chest, hundred hundred inch waist. <laughs> oh wow! You know, bedridden. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I imagine with your enormous beard, it's kind of like this uh, this mountain of a furball walking down the street. I suppose you don't walk down the street. I suppose you kind of just gust. Yeah, no, I really kind of avoid the outdoors where possible. I mean, I have my, I mean, the only way this is possible is I have my nurse, like, suspend the mic over my face. Try to keep lying down most times. Bingo Wings the movie. Can Bingo Wings escape from Bingo Wings or will Bingo Wings Bingo Wings? (laughs) All right, okay, so let's get straight into it. What if Shrek wasn't an ogre that lived in the swamp, but just a deformed man ostracised by medieval society? Donkey is an oaf who was kicked in the head by a donkey... I've got a bit of a story about that, and has limited mental capacity. The princess is an extraneous royal who is very ugly. Shrek and Donkey, Shrek and Donkey, Shrek and Donkey rescues the princess and are thanked by the kingdom. And uh, Shrek and the princess are allowed to live in isolation. The end. The film explores issues of isolation and social pressure and the ultimate meaningless of existence. Shrek 2 is about how Shrek deals with Donkey's suicide, especially as Donkey wrote a very long goodbye about his torturous existence. Oh, my God. Happy Halloween! Yeah, that's that's fucking atrocious. Okay, so my my story... Okay, so obviously I say Donkey is an oaf who was kicked in the head by a donkey. That's why it's called Donkey. There was some chilling uh, foreshadowing there. You said you had a story about that. I do have a story about that. When I was in St. Lucia, I met this guy that everyone called Moo Moo. Uh, and obviously that wasn't his name. I don't know. I imagine his name was Richard. Uh, so, but Moo Moo couldn't speak uh, because when Moo Moo was about eight years old, a coconut had fallen and hit his head. And he like speak like that. He could only do that. Oh, he was, my he was, God. He, he was perfectly able in every other regard. I saw him driving a four by four. They're hard to drive. <laughs> You, you, you're uh, good to qualify that. He, he's married and he has two children. Uh, so he was he was fine, but he lost his ability to speak. Wow, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, St. Lucia, you know, it, it has hospitals. It has access to, to doctors and things like that. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know the details, but how sad. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, it's bizarre hearing something. I've heard... People like make light of stories like that, but uh, you know, really kind of be quite reductive about it. Like whoever sustained the head injury is just, you know, um, what would the word be? But just uh, fucked. Yeah, and, yeah, just a, a little invalid, I suppose. Um, is that? Mm. Yeah, but the idea, yeah, the notion it's just affected his speech centre. That's really, yeah, so that's quite bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I met him in a bar. He was drinking a beer. He could he he could he would write things down and he was, you know he there was nothing wrong with him he just couldn't speak you know he had a job. Wow, there uh, you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, well let me move on to something uh, a little more uh, a little more fun. Uh, 
Shrek is a well-meaning ogre who just wants to be left alone. However, like all ogres, he needs to eat a child every seven years to prevent himself from going mad and potentially doing more damage. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good read as well. Potentially. I imagine that uh, Shrek doesn't eat a child and then ends up eating many of the child's. (laughs) <laughs> he abstains for a long time you know he he wrestles with the good within him but ultimately he that battle is lost he's desperate not to eat children he's a good guy but he's an ogre ogres have to eat kids <laughs> yeah it's not like an addiction or anything like that he doesn't have a monkey on his back it's more like a you know biological sustenance there's nothing else that will you know fortify and sustain him this is you know this is his existence he must do it you know, it's that that's it's not necessarily in. He's evolved to a point where it's no longer in his nature. He can, you know, he understands that you know, living amongst these humans, that it's you know, it's uh, it's by them regarded as completely abhorrent. But um, he can't turn the ba- his back on the fact that you know, without without eating these children, he will die. He will die. Yeah, and and yeah, he will go mad as well. First, it will be an agonizing death. Oh, God, yes. No, it, it's, it's not a light road. Uh, do you have one? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, one of the first things that popped into my head is, is Monsters, Inc. Um, I mean, one of the, sure. the, the crux of that movie is... Um, oh, one of the, um, one of the cruxes is uh, um, the child is kidnapped. Um, and, you know, this, this society of monsters, it runs on, uh, it runs on this energy Feasting generated children. by... <laughs> Beasting children. Or did you say I, feasting I, children? I meant to say feasting on children, but then, uh, then I think I tried to say fisting children. <laughs> well, that no, it would also be quite a nightmare of a fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to get a child to scream, don't you? Don't you think? <laughs> Have you not found this? <laughs> how, how do you make power through, through fisting a child? Dude, did you not fucking listen? This is a magic world. <laughs> Every time we fist a child, it makes... Oh, fucking hell. Every time they pull their hand out, this magical glitter comes out, which they must put oh. into containment. <laughs> this is taking a turn for the worse. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that guy uh, I used to sit next to in maths? Did he fist children? Uh, <laughs> no, he said. He said. I was. I didn't know him. He was really weird. And he. I was just sat there, and he. He was like doing his equations. He was like, uh, "Oh, can I borrow your pencil sharpener?" Yeah, yeah. There you go. Starts sharpening his pencil, gives it me back. Silence for another five minutes. You know, like, oh, uh, what did you get for this? Uh, blah blah blah. And then like this silence for five minutes, and he says, "Fisting my girlfriend last night." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and the natural like, follow-up was, <laughs> "I said, what?" <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I was just uh, just doing a bit of fisting with my girlfriend last night." <laughs> and I said. Uh, I said, I was 15, he was 15. I said, didn't that hurt? And he said, no, no, it's all right. I put a bit of lube on my knuckles. <laughs> no, didn't it hurt her? And he said... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man, it hurts so much. Look at these blisters. He said... <laughs> yeah, because his girlfriend was a tree. <laughs> he, he said... And he said, no, why would it hurt her? And I said, well, you know, your fist is bigger than a baby's head. And, you know, it really hurts when a baby comes out. And he stood up in front of the class and said, Everybody, listen. George thinks that babies come out of a woman's pussy. And he was adamant that babies come out of your belly button. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a fucking troglodyte. 
But on the plus side, you know, if he's, you know, fisting the anus. Was it, did he say fisting anus or, or did I just put that in my... You you just put that in there. I, put I that never in mentioned there. anus. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, if he's fisting, well, there's you know, it's it's in it does kind of suggest that he won't be breeding anytime soon. So we can kind of you know count that blessing. Well, he wasn't fisting his own anus. <laughs> have you ever heard the phrase "hard reset"? No, I have not heard of a hard reset. I think that's what we should do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Explain so the, the concept. The monsters are kidnapping children. For what reason? <laughs> no, so like, um, Boo was like kidnapped uh, in this movie um, for the sake of having Scream ex- extracted out of her. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, uh, in terms of, when it comes to Halloweenifying that, um, I don't think it should be, I think it should just be about, you know, these children just simply being abducted left right and center everyone they you know it turns out um that uh that lizard's plan was really successful and it does actually save their economy and their society um in turn so they jump on that with both feet um and it's it's not so much set in the world of the monsters it's set in the human world where there's just a spate of abductions and they um they just cannot figure out what's going on Okay. Yeah, never mind. I uh, think we'd move on pretty quickly. Well, many many uh, traditional fairy tales have a kind of scary element. Um, did you know that in Sleeping Beauty, in the original fairy tale, uh, someone finds Sleeping Beauty and, you know, the story is, you know, you wake these people up. Like in Snow White, you wake, you wake up a sleeping woman by kissing her. Yes. Right? That's sexual harassment, right? Really. Okay. You can't yeah, yeah. can't just be kissing people. Well, in the original Sleeping Beauty fairy tale, uh, the guy probably kissed her, but he also impregnated her while she was sleeping. This, so this isn't a joke. This is true, right? This is in the fairy tale, the original fairy tale. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You you know in Cinderella in the uh, in the story, uh, obviously not the Disney story, but in the in the story, um, the you know the, the sisters, the stepsisters want to get the glass slipper on. Uh, to prove that they were the woman dancing with the prince, you know, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, of course, about, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, their feet are too big, so they start to cut off their toes. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that one's quite well known, I think. I, I, I hadn't, I, I had never, never heard that. That's fucking bizarre. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, but, I mean, a lot of stuff, like especially stuff that comes from Grimm, it is. It it's is, in the names. It's, <laughs> it's in the name. Yeah, it's Grimm. I heard. I, I'm not. I'm very sketchy on the details, but I did hear like, like the the story of Red, Red Riding Hood was. Something oh, to it's do- meant to be about rape. Yeah, I heard something about that. Did Bancroft tell you that? I can't remember. He told us that, and he was like, "It's about rape. Don't go into the woods, or you'll be raped." So you're, <laughs> you're enjoying saying rape too much. Of course, out there, that's the woods. If you go there, it's rape. Yeah, because actually, if you if you go back to the original text. Of Red Riding Hood, it's like, and that's why you don't go into the woods because if you're not careful, a wolf will eat you and your tuppence right up. <laughs> that's horrid. <laughs> I mean, the implication is horrific, of course, but you used the most I disgusting used that word. word. I hate that tuppence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? How about this? Toy Story. Oh, wow, okay, this is, yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Toy Story. Instead of Andy getting a Buzz Lightyear doll for his birthday, he gets another Woody doll. 
new Woody insists on being called Woody and is very much like Woody, except that he's not quite as shy and is far more devious. <laughs> Original Woody has been cultivating his relationship with Bo Peep for years, but in days, new Woody is both ploughing her and cheating on her. <laughs> Sorry, can I, can I, does, does new Woody have a goatee by any chance? No, new Woody looks identical in every way. <laughs> new Woody becomes the sheriff and is liked by everyone, even more than Woody was. Eventually, old Woody jumps into a waste disposal unit and everyone forgets he ever existed. With Andy and his mum sure, there was only ever one Woody. <laughs> Sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's inspired by Dostoevsky. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, that's it's a different direction. I, I figured you, you know, you were going to say them toys get rapey. That's what you thought I was going to say, didn't you? <laughs> them toys get fisty. <laughs> when he's got like a really fat head. <laughs> I'd love to see that movie. He's got this massively swollen head, and all you see him do is. <laughs> It's like these over-the-shoulder shots, like 80% of this movie. You see these people running away from him. And you just see him dive up people's arseholes as they're running away screaming from him. He just works his way in there every time. You never see it. It's always implied, of course. You know, this is, what? It's not a completely what? tasteless he movie. He buries himself in people's asses. What? <laughs> is that what you said? Yes. Did you did you think the bit in Toy Story three with the incinerator was full on or what? I know a lot of people say that. I mean, I I, I like Toy, Toy Story three enough, but I wouldn't say it was full on. It was terrifying. That's one of the most terrifying scenes I've ever seen in a children's movie. I wouldn't use the word terrifying, but I was. I mean, when I the moment where uh, we see the horse, um, what's his name? the horse struggling, um, trying to climb Bruno. up. Bruno. Bruno. Well, no, now I'm just thinking of fucking Borat's penis. <laughs> of course you are. The natural progression from Woody jumping in people's assholes. It's bullseye. Oh, there we go. Um, You've corrupted me. <laughs> I wanted this to be a PG podcast. Of course you did. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly how you pitched it to me. Damon, we should definitely do a podcast. We've got s such safe banter. The kids <laughs> will love it. But yeah, no, um, I did the moment, the moment where... Um, Bullseye is struggling against the uh, the tide of rubbish, and Jesse just kind of uh, puts her hand on him and just like calms him. I always thought that was, that was pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. It's like it's like you're in a fucking gas chamber and people have just realised what's going to happen, and then in the next eight seconds they're going to be dead, and they know they can't do anything, so why struggle? <laughs> and that's what it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah, seriously, so. yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, I mean, I, I like that they put it in, but I don't know. I think that if I was a kid and I saw that, that would be one of those things that definitely stayed with me. Yeah, I remember... I, I, um, without a shadow of a doubt, actually, I remember like a couple of the moments from The Simpsons which stayed with me for a god, god knows how long. What's was, wrong, son? And then his face starts to melt off his face. His think, face starts to melt off his face. I think I was old enough to kind of process that a little bit better, but the one that always stuck with me was... Um, one where uh, Bart trashes um, Lisa's centerpiece for Thanksgiving. I think it's season two. Oh yeah, and then the and then he he's, he he comes back to the house. He's at the front door and he imagines what it's like when he comes in and says makes his apology and all that kind of stuff. And then he just it kind of starts spiraling, and everyone you know gets 
kind of got like the, all these kind of Dutch angles and stuff like that, and the colors just flush out red and all these, and everyone's yeah. you know blaming it's all your fault, and it gets it's that it gets louder and louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he starts begging, begging, and begging, and he's crying, and that that stayed with me as a kid. I remember that for a long, long time. Is it the pilot of The Simpsons where um, Marge sings the lullaby to Maggie and it's like, Rockabye baby oh, in the treetop. And then Maggie imagines herself falling from a broken yeah. bow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. scary. Yeah, particularly um, the, 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 the final shot where the camera like flies into her mouth when you just, she's, all, just all screaming, the while yeah. she's, she's, you know, she's got that pacifier in her, I seem to remember, but just that yeah. last moment she lets go and she just see her screaming. That's horrible. Um, have you ever seen Great Expectations? No, I haven't. Uh, so there's um, there's a scene in that where Mrs. Havisham dies. Uh, she uh, she catches on fire, mm-hmm. and that just fucking terrified me as a kid. Because all you you, you kind of see it a little bit, but you hear this this wailing, and uh, Pip is is walking down the stairs, and he thinks she's crying, so he doesn't do anything at first, and then he realizes these are screams of pain and fear. And uh, he runs back up, and then he like he has to put her out, but she's dead. Oh, it's awful! Ugh. It's all oh, it's horrible. And she like the screaming is just something else. I mean, what productions is there? Must be a million of them. I mean, I, I... okay, it's the one from 1946 with John Mills. All oh, right, okay, all right. So, so getting back to it, uh, this is a really short one. Wally is assigned with recycling all of the garbage left on Earth, including the human survivors. <laughs> was it an epilogue to uh, Soylent Green or something like that? It's it's exactly that. It's an epilogue to Soylent Green. There's no, <laughs> yeah, like he he gains humanity. He loves dancing and stuff, but he still sees these humans as garbage. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he's a much more longer lasting and therefore more advanced life form. Yeah, he's I mean, also he... like 175 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a massive gap of like fifty years where Wally has been, you know, upgrading himself. <laughs> he looks the same. He looks like a cute Johnny Five, but he he is massive. Oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. Terrifying. And wherever he so. goes, the, the the tracks are you know like eight feet deep. Oh, <laughs> taller than a man. Yeah, and again, it's not like not a precursor to the, mo- the 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 events of the movie. He's waited until the Earth, re- you know, he's had that wonderful adventure. The Earth has repopulated. They've oh, repop- they fucked it up again. No, no, no. Things are perfectly congenial. He just went into hiding. You know, there were still scraps that he made use of, but he went off and did his own thing. Came back, decimated them. Yeah, he was he was hungry for garbage, <laughs> and it's too clean. No, I mean, what, Wally's kind of horrific because the implication is is that more than ninety nine percent of the human race died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that should just be you know they could be like a director's cut and the first half an hour of the movie where he's just doing his he's just compressing skeletons. Well, no, it's it's not nowhere near as on the nose as that. But when he is ferreting through all the garbage, you just see bones everywhere. I mean, like, everything looks like fucking rupture farms. Maybe that's Wally 2. Maybe Wally 2 is, like, uh, everyone, you know, the humans land. Jeff from Curb Your Enthusiasm starts kind of walking around and telling people what to do and stuff. And then the post-humans turn up. And Wally's like, oh, yeah, the post-humans, yeah, they're, they, they don't need to drink water or eat food. And they are sustained completely by the rays of the sun or some shit like that. And they're just fucking barbarians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unlike, obviously, the... The well, the the very obese humans that come back. These these fuckers are incredibly lean, you know, 
for Inc- I mean, yeah, they're they're little in number, but they are hunters. They are predators. And the reason they're little, the the reason they're little in number is you can only become a uh, you can only become a man in their tribe if you kill fifty other men. <laughs> you have to consume your parents. Oh. Uh, okay, let's move on. Um, Elsa thinks she's special until she's reminded of the woman's place in thirteenth century wherever. She ends up in a convent doomed to eternal spinsterhood. I myself have not. I couldn't pretend to actually have seen the movie, so. But. Uh... I mean, I suppose if we we really, we really want to Halloweenify movies, we could just do that to anything, couldn't we? It's Rapunzel, but with loads of rape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll just we'll nip this one in the bud right here. I think I think we're not going to say that there is a definitive. We have a favourite here, or there's a route to go, but we have we have settled on the formula. All right, so you know that that dildo that they had in Seven, right? Cinderella is a good-natured girl <laughs> with an unsympathetic stepmother. She works for her stepmother in near-slave-like conditions for her entire life. But after her death, those that mistreated her start to themselves die in gruesome ways. Elaborate. <laughs> what are these gruesome ways? Is it, now that you know Cinderella has um, okay. married right, the prince... Right. I, I've, I've just thought of one, right? Okay. I had, a, I had a friend who worked as an undertaker. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Go on. I had a friend who worked as an undertaker, and he said one of the most difficult things he had to do was explain to a family how their son died, because their son had been fucking himself at the top of some stairs with oh, a broomstick. Oh, fuck, this is horrific. And he'd fallen down the stairs, and the broomstick had gone right up him. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Uh, so maybe that. <laughs> what, they all do that? <laughs> 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 like what ritualistically at the same time or is there is there kind of or is there a time frame here i'm not thinking of it being sexual i'm thinking of it like maybe someone falls down the stairs and there's a broomstick stuck up or something but i don't know well we have to you know you, you you're very clear on the 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 asshole and the fucking part so i mean we can't ignore that you can't just fall down the stairs with a broom in your hand and it'll end up in your asshole. I mean, that's... that's. I didn't say it would be in your hand. It, but someone else is brooming. So someone else is brooming. You... F- so what? You, fall, All off, right, okay, you so- fall off the balcony. As you fall, your belt comes undone. It's perfectly normal. It doesn't All mean right, you're gay. So what happens? They're at the top of the stairs. They fall, right? Their, their ankle goes, but they kind of do like a roly-poly, as it were. So someone's at the bottom of the stairs, right? One of the evil stepsisters. And how, how sorry? How long after the events of Cinderella is, is this? Is this a couple of months, or you know, are they they in their final years? You know, oh no, like I'd say this is this there. is like this is like a couple of months. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they they it's not sexual, but they happen to fall down and says as like one of their 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 replacement Cinderella, their new maid is sweeping. Can, can you imagine going into a fucking meeting and saying it's not sexual, but? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the characters falls arse first onto a broomstick. I think that's how I started my defence in a disciplinary I had at work. But uh, <laughs> less, more on that um, another day. Was that the one where they told you to get a wash? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I forgot about that. <laughs> oh. Okay, so we've got the broomstick for one. So okay. that means we've got one more, and the stepmother. The stepmother has to be last. Uh, so the other one, I think that she, um, I think that she gets septicemia. Okay. No, I don't know. Um, it has to be. It has to be gruesome. It has to be kind of instant, right? It has to be like Final Destination. Yeah, that's what um, I was kind of. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, but I don't know. If we say septicemia. I kind of like the idea of gangrene or something. You know, um, she's, she's the first she, to get she injured. Dies of diabetes. 
No, I, 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 as I say, I quite like gangrene. She has, she's the first to sustain any injury in this movie, and right. it seems, it seems relatively minor. Um, she, she goes mad, and she, she's like, I hate Cinderella, and she, she smashes the glass slipper. She just gets a tiny cut on her finger, and she thinks nothing of it, nothing mm-hmm. of it, and that's how she gets gangrene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She's, comp- I mean, like, so Cinderella has um, married the prince. She essentially lives in p- wealth and power now. No, prince, Cinderella's dead. What? Cinderella's dead. Cinderella's dead. What? Yes, yeah, Cinderella's dead. What? 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 Cinderella is, Cinderella is a good-natured girl with an unsympathetic stepmother. She works for her stepmother in this life-like conditions for her entire life, but after her death, oh, those, right, mis- okay. those that mistreated her start to do in gruesome ways. Why would we want to kill these people if Cinderella's still alive? Okay, okay, okay. C- Cinderella oh, becomes right, I, the princess I, I, and is like, I'm going to eliminate my previous family. And That's it's just that's kind of what I was... Yeah, that's the, that was the angle I was going for. She, you know, she lived... You it's know. a power play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or rather, you know, the, the first step stepsister who gets... Who contracts this gangrene has always had. We'll call suspicion. her Condoleezza. Okay, Condoleezza um, has her suspicions. She's there, there's there's a lot of guilt and fear in that household after Cinderella kind of leaves and kind of uh, graduates to this the highest echelons in this society. She has the money and the power. They're just hoping that she has the good graces to ignore all the horrible treatment of her for you know decades up until this point. Right, they're frightened. They're fr- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the, this the first. first uh, First, yeah. step, uh, Condoleezza. She gets she she cuts herself, and she it starts with a fever at first, and she reckons it's some kind of curse or some so not not curse, but some kind of something underhand at the um by some witchery by yeah yeah why not um enough there's been enough fucking fairy tale magic that you know got her up the ladder so she reckons that Cinderella has also <laughs> re- uh, leaned on the, the fa- her fairy godmother to punish her stepsisters so she becomes incredibly paranoid um right it's it's at this point that she starts seeing her mother her steps her sisters what have you before tragic tragic fates and she's com- absolutely absolutely convinced that it's uh, that it's Cinderella um Ash her- but really it's it's the second stepsister Nikki Ninja <laughs> Right, that is a fantastic. Why? Ah, uh, oh, it's not even worth questioning. Yes, Nikki Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as as her condition worsens, she she goes to confront Cinderella. Right, um, she's the last one standing, and she's barely yeah. She's being wheeled about, um, and she she finds out. Um, it's all merely coincidence. It's all been in her head. It's just been her descent into madness. That's it. It's just like it's just this psychological horror. Yeah, psychological horror. Um, no, no, but then th- she has to die, and we have to get rid of the other two. Oh yeah, no, but she watches. You know, her, her sisters, the, the rest of the okay, family so die, but she's convinced it's all connected. It's all okay. It's, so it's all a coincidence. Oh, right, I see. So it's the first fa- sister goes mad, right? Yeah. And and then the second sister dies from the broomstick. Nikki mm. Nikki Ninja dies from the broomstick. Yeah. And then how does stepmother Alopecia die? <laughs> Alopecia. <laughs> Doesn't seem gratuitous enough, but like like a falling chandelier, which completely eviscerates her. I think if we get if you have the right shot of her being Ren, of of her, all the the shattered glass from this like a truly you know truly ornate chandelier, it's fucking huge. Right. Um, and Rodney all... and Delboy are at the top. <laughs> <laughs> I had this bizarre inkling that you might say that. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. That's. Pulled that one out the bag. Um, 
alopecia is crushed by a chandelier. I think it should be kind of like she doesn't die, and it's like call for the doctor. She's terribly she's terribly ill, and the doctor comes and he's he's, he's like fucking hell. What is this? This is this mangled woman. She's got hours left. Like should I should I make her comfortable or should I like put her out of her misery now? And it's just very clear that she's in a great deal of pain, and then she dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would think that would be creepy enough. One of Kenny's deaths in South Park in like season two or whatever, which kind of really creeped me out. I mean, a lot of them were really, really gratuitous, but the episode where they had chicken pox, I thought was was always quite fucked up. Because um, right at the end, he just Kenny's in a hospital bed with chicken pox, and then he's laughing away with the rest of uh, rest of them, and he just dies for no reason. And I always thought that was fucking creepy. More right, so okay. than seeing him like decapitated or eviscerated or anything like that. I think it should be like that. She just dies inexplicably. Not inexplicably. She, you know, she's very, very ill. But yeah, yeah, she's very ill, and it's, it's, you know, she wouldn't die straight, straight away from that. Probably it would, it would take a while. Uh, and then, so you're left with um, Condoleezza, who, uh, who is mad and thinks this, thinks this is all connected, and just, just dies by, you know, doesn't doesn't die for like forty years, and she just kind of lives in a room and she's just she just has a terrible life because she's so fucked in the head yes yeah, yeah. i mean she still lives in in you know the family manor for like 40 years and it's just i think we're going back into kind of like havisham territory but it just she becomes this recluse shut in just completely batshit insane mm-hmm. like cinderella then, you... then she designs the world's biggest plane like the, with the lo- longest wings, wingspan <laughs> Yeah, she's got Kleenex bo- uh, boxes. No, I was just going to say tissue, <laughs> tissue boxes, yeah. Okay, so we've got Cinderella in the bag. That's it. You find right, out, like, when, when it jumps to the last, you know, the last few days of her life that Cinderella died, like, 20 years ago. Again, also tragically, you know, she in a consumption in a or something like that. In a crash accident. <laughs> she was paralyzed from the neck down for many years. No, she was, she was visiting a, um, she was visiting another country, uh, you know, on a, on a mission, and uh, she was, her carriage was being driven very fast in a tunnel, and uh, it crashed into one of the, <laughs> one of the pillars, and that was it. Yeah, she was taken out by Hans Gruber. <laughs> and what, what? Sorry, what squad was he with? He was with Hellboy. Oh, that was it. There we go. It writes itself after a while. The more we talk about this, the more I feel ashamed. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the last thing I've got is uh, is a bit horrible. Okay. Uh, unlike everything else we've just said, Snow White is a deceitful and narcissistic minor royal who is exiled for her attempts on the throne and dubious palace intrigue. She is banished to a remote forest to live with seven dwarves, entrusted with keeping her in check because it's well known the stockier the stockier you are, the more trustworthy you are. <laughs> Which is why George Costanza was such a stand-up guy. Uh, but but Snow White ends up playing the dwarves against each other by strategically granting the the dwarves sexual favors and playing favorites. Eventually, she gets the dwarves to sack and extort outlying villages, and essentially establishes her own fiefdom. She executes Grumpy for speaking out, humiliates and breaks Doc, the dwarf leader, by making him her gimp, and puts Dopey in the stocks permanently for her own amusement. The remaining dwarves become terrified of her and a tool of her oppressive micro-regime. <laughs> the film ends with Prince Charming trapping Snow White and the dwarves in Snow White's keep and burning it down. 
The last shot is of Dopey still in the stocks, the flames of the fire lighting his face and reflecting in his eyes as the screams and pleas for quick death from Snow White and the other dwarves peter out and are replaced only by the sounds of fire. Fake God. black. Damn, that's horrible. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to I'm not going to shit on that. Um that's yeah, that's that's that needs to be made. Oh, I like that the, the image in the stocks. That's 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 something else. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I thought kind of it could be kind of horrible because uh, the implication is is obviously that Prince Charming has. I always want to say Prince Charles. The the implication could be that Prince Charming has left Dopey in the stocks. Yes, yeah, yeah. Presumably to die. Oh, without yeah, without yeah, easy. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Have you ever seen that uh, episode of uh, Thomas the Tank Engine where one of the trains gets bricked up in a tunnel? It sounds vaguely reminiscent. Yeah. That was something as a kid I was terrified of. Oh, there was there was an episode of the Moomins as well where they bricked someone into a cave or something. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was really upsetting. Fucking Moomins. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Thank you very much for joining us. Next time we'll be discussing what the planet of the apes would be without the apes. So again, thank you very much. Bye bye. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 Goodbye. Goodbye. There's going to be like three minutes of this. Yeah. I'll be on the board. Is it the bonus materials you put on the other? <laughs> the bonus material is just five minutes of us saying goodbye from different episodes. Yeah. <laughs> because you just won't take the hint otherwise. <laughs> it's a live goodbye. stream. It's a live stream. Okay, only, goodbye. You know, there's only one, one loop at like the 30 goodbye. hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>